Hey everybody, welcome back to Soul Focus Radio. This is Dustin here in Seattle, and I'm with my brother, our CEO, Madi. Madi, what's up, man? Uh, oh, everything is good. Everything is good, man. I'm here out here in Houston, of course, big Texas, where everything is big. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro. So, man, how you been doing during this time? I mean, we've had a, you know, we, for our listeners, in case you didn't know, Madi and I, we decided to take off the month of April. We've been going pretty hard the first couple months of the year. We had the, uh, what seems like uh, some spiritual foresight right now to uh, take off the month of April just to rest and recover, regenerate some new ideas. But, bro, how you been spending your time? Oh, I've been spending my time resting, rejuvenating, and, uh, you know, and getting clear, getting more clarity. Because I think, like, I think, let me stop saying think. I know that clarity is what we all need more of. And so the more, the clearer we get about the work that we are doing and really the life that we are living, the better we are equipped to enjoy it and appreciate who we are and why we are who we are at the time we are who we are. And I think that's that's yes. so profound to to know to be clear about who you are in the time that we are who we are. Mm-hmm. You know, bro, I know a lot of people, you know, social media, different texts and emails that I'm getting from different people around the country. A lot of people are having a hard time just being uh, either alone with themselves or just alone during this quarantine. You know, before we jump into the topic, really, this is part of the topic, to be honest with you. Any message you got for our listeners in terms of how to make the most of this time? Well, one of the things that people have to realize is that the status quo has been interrupted. And that's a no-brainer, right? Anybody can see that, that the status quo has been interrupted. So then you ask yourself, what part of you is hungry for the, the status quo? All right? And then to keep in mind what comments and what things you were, you said about the status quo before the status quo was interrupted. What was some of the daily chatter in your world in terms of how you talked about your life, the status quo of your life? Did you complain about it? Did you gripe about it? Were you depressed about it? Or were you excited about it? You know, because that's all going to have an impact on how you're dealing with the interruption of your, of the status quo. Now, what I've found to be absolute is that the part of us that is struggling the most with the change in the status quo is our ego. Mm. So all of the the struggle and the, the conflict and that we're having with ourselves is really in our ego where this stuff is happening. And as we get clear, more clear about what's real, what's real for us, then we're able to settle down our fears, our anxieties, and get some clarity. Because nobody knows what's going to happen in the next moment. Nobody knows. But it's never been a moment in life where that has ever been different. Absolutely. You have never known what's going to happen in the next moment. You just you know, act like you think you do because you've gotten so used to the status quo. But now you know that the status quo has been interrupted. And highly unlikely that the status quo will return. It's going to be a whole new stage that's being produced as a result of this coronavirus. So, you know, hold on to your hats, and but get familiar with the real, the real you, your real talent, your real hunger, everything real about you, you need to get familiar with because it's gonna require that 
to be able to progress in whatever the new reality is going to be. And it's definitely true. A new reality is upon us, a reality that none of us, none of us expected to come, but all of us have to thrive within and thrive. There's only one choice. Well, there's two choices. You will either thrive or you will not. And as you say, our ego is what will keep us in a position of not thriving. And so, my D, one of the things, and I just want to catch this moment because I think this is important for our listeners because you really, you did something. I don't know if our listeners caught it, where you started to off saying something. You were like, I think. And you said, no, 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 no. Let me stop that. I know. Why'd you do that? I, I did that because I wanted to correct what's real because I'm not thinking about this, meaning I'm not guessing. I'm not guessing. I know what I'm talking about. And I want to use the language that where I own the reality that I know it because that's real. Right. For me to say, I think, is, is for me to speak from a place of not real. So it's like me speaking from a part of my ego, I think. But it's a habit. It's habitual. So I'm working that out of my habitual you know, vocabulary because I want to fill my conscious and subconscious mind with what's real. And what's real is I know what I just said to you. I know it for a fact. And see, one of the things I love about our relationship, man, and all the things that I've learned from you over all these years and really incorporated into myself is that we're always growing through this stuff. Us, even as we're bringing this stuff to the world, we're in the midst of a growth process right now. And so many times, bro, you know, one of the things you and I have talked a lot about is we have this tendency to set leaders up on the mountaintop and how that's such a setup. And so I just want to appreciate you catching that and, you know, want to say to our listeners that we are all in a growth journey together. And, you know, part, part of the growth journey for us in the Soul Focus Group has been, you know, we, we've been involved in the, in the social change and spiritual movement for many years. And one of the things we saw was, you know, a habit of only focusing on the problem. We've been really doubled down, tripled down on the problem. But one of the things that we have been very intentional about is being a solution-based company, a solution-based organization. And in many ways, we have introduced what we might see as the, or do see, excuse me, as the ultimate solution, which is human solidarity. You know, we've been so focused and obsessed on racism for the past 40, 50 years as a country, as a social change movement, but only obsessed in the context of the problem. But we've introduced an idea, which is a solution to racism, which is human solidarity. So, fam, I really like you to help our listeners understand first, just simply, but as expansively as you wish. What do we mean when we say human solidarity? That's a good question. Uh, I would say that we have to start with understanding human first. Because human is sort of the, uh, the root of the whole idea of human solidarity. Uh, so let's start with human. Human is made up of, it's like actually one word, man. Human is not really a real word. It's a, the suffix H-U added to man. H-U is belongs to uh, you, like the you, your skin color, you, mm-hmm. you, your, whatever your you is. All but you, when you listen to the sound, the phonetic sound of it, when you say H-U, it sounds like you, like you, man, you, man, you, mm-hmm. like somebody pointing at you, you, man, right? right. So a man, the translation to man is mine. 
So it's saying, your mind, man, your mind, man, right? So you, man, is your mind, all right? So all of us are you, man. We all got a mind. And the state of our mind, the state of our mind is what we call humanity. Hmm. The ITY is always loaned into, it's a suffix always loaned into the state of something, the state of. So the state of our mind, humanity is the state of our mind. Right. Right. So when we say human solidarity, we talk, I mean, the, the ITY is on the end of solidarity. We talk about the state of being solid, the state of our solidness. Solidness of what? Our mind. So when we say human solidarity, we are talking about returning to a solid mind. Hmm. And to return to a solid mind, to return the collective to a solid mind, the individual has to get into a solid mind. Uh, as we sometimes call Yonoya, which is a sound mind, a beautiful thinking mind, but that's back into your right mind. That's what human solidarity is. It's basically saying the solution to racism is us getting back in our healthy right mind, our solid mind. Because if a mind is solid, it's sound. Right. I, when, I, when I was growing up in, in grade school, my uh, fourth grade teacher used to always say, her name is Miss Sebo. Miss Sebo would say, empty wagons make a lot of noise. Hmm. And I, you know, as a, little, as a kid, I didn't know what that meant. When I got older and I figured out what it meant, I was like, wow, that make a whole lot of sense. Say, when you ain't got nothing in your head, you talk a lot and make don't make no sense. <laughs> yeah. Empty wagons make a lot of noise. Now, what, what that was loaning to, too, is the idea that when your mind is not sound and solid, it makes a lot of noise. Mm. When something is sound and solid, when you when it moves, it don't make a sound. It's silent. Mm. So you got a lot of people that talk a lot of noise. We talk a lot of noise. It's in terms of on an everyday basis, people do. And racism is a lot of noise. Mm. It keeps a lot of noise, keeps a lot of chatter going on in people's minds. And why? Because racism is not race is not real. Racism is, but racism ain't real. Right. 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 And so right. here's what we have done. We have focused all of our attention on something that's not real, which is race, biologically not real. All right. But 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 the reaction to it is what racism is. Race racism is the reaction to race. Right? Right. It's, it's the reaction to race, and that has caused us to become more separate, right? So we, because remember what racism was designed to do. Racism, the reaction to race, was designed to separate us, to separate humanity, to divide and conquer, to prevent cross-racial human solidarity. So it break us up. Now, since racism was designed to break up humanity, to break us apart, to get us to see each other differently based on something that's not true race, which is a, a not true it's a lie. The only solution would be then to do what? To work to restore human solidarity, which simply means to restore individuals to their right mind so we can restore the collective back to a sound and solid mind. Mm. And that's what we see. And we know that that is the solution to racism. Mm. Nothing else is the solution but human solidarity because Racism is the human mind being what? Not solid and not sound. Right, right. 
can't say a person and, in their mental health treating somebody uh, foul because of the color of their skin. You can't have you can't have good sense if you if you think that somebody's uh, value as a human being is less because of their skin color. You can't be you can't have a healthy mind. Something got to be something got to be wrong with your mind. Right. And, and my dear, as you say that, that's such an important point. So we talk about mental health and we talk about mental health and you talked about you know you're having a well mind i just want you to go deeper into that concept because i really want our listeners to understand that when we treat someone less than or better than because of their race or if we treat a woman less than or better than because of their or man better than because of gender and the list goes on and on we can talk about uh, gay and lesbian transsexual by uh, bisexual people we could talk about pop poor people you know, all of that. Can you talk about that in the context of how that is a mental uh, health issue? Well, it's a mental health issue because we know in our rational mind that a person's gender does not determine their value. We know in we know in our right mind that a person's skin color does not determine their value. And we could go on and on with age and we could say you know, other things too. Income, really that we know that. And the reason why we know that is because when tragedy or when things happen that levels the matrix, that levels the matrix, shuts the matrix down, then people have a tendency to do what? To treat everybody the same. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which like what you saw during the hurricane. Yes. Katrina, for hurricane example. 9-11. Even now, right? Yeah, even now. You saw people being treated the same. Why? Because they're back, they're coming back to their right mind. They are they're leaving the status quo, which is all ego, to come back to the status flow, which is reality real, which is the real. So then we in our right mind, we know that this stuff don't have like we in our right mind, we know having a, a Mercedes Benz don't make you a, a better person. <laughs> right. <laughs> Right. I mean, I, I got you say that it's crazy you know to hear it. Right? It's crazy. Yeah. You know, having a you know having a Rolex watch on don't make you a better person. Exactly. So, but if, but if you're in the mindset where you actually think that having a Rolex makes you better than someone else, you are you you are mentally ill. Just in this country, we thrive on mental illness. We have built a country on mental illness. So, so we so this is something radical that we're talking about. Human solidarity is radical. It is a very radical thing because we're not only saying coming together in unity, we're saying coming together in a in a sound mind. So, so my dear, as you talked about us being in a reactionary state to racism, you know, and one of the things we talk about a lot in Soul Focus Group is ego will come from a place of reacting, fighting, protesting, where soul will come from a place of creating, responding. And, and protecting. And so as you talk about racism and us reacting to racism, one of the things that, that has always stood out, and we've talked a lot about, is racism has been a distraction from us getting to solution. And we haven't, right. as a movement, offered a solution. Can you talk about the distraction and reactionary nature a little bit more to racism? Because I really want our listeners to really grab on why it is so important for us to be solution-based. And, you know, Madi, I know you see this. When we scroll through social media, all we see is, you know, which is our modern modern town hall. That's how we're communicating with each other in mass. Even when we're not speaking directly, we're seeing what's on people's mind. And it's it's 90 percent of it's problem, 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 problem. But not many people putting forward solutions. And, and the truth is, even as we've tried to 
intentionally and I've, I've over the course of my career doing this work, you know, 20 some years, you know, people are almost hostile in their opposition to solutions. So could you speak to what that's about, the reactionary element of it, the hostility to solutions and the distraction? And I know that's a lot I'm asking you, but I think these are important. Well, let's see if I can simplify that because, you know, you hit what you're hitting on is right on point is on time. So let's say uh, if you see in your mind and you have a sheet of paper and you uh, cut the sheet of paper in half and one side of the sheet of paper, you call it the status quo. And the other side of the sheet of paper, you call it the status flow. Right. And when we say flow, we're saying everything in its natural order, everything that flows naturally. On that side of the paper, there is no stress at all. There are no problems because everything is in its natural order. It's flowing. On the status quo side is everything that's out of order. Every purpose that is not being fulfilled, everything is bumping into each other. That has become the status quo. That is our status quo. A world full of chaos, confusion, death, dying. Right now, our world is, is eating us up like a giant monster because that's what has become our status quo. Right? Right. Now think about that for a minute. That's ego-driven world, a world all about performance. Mm -hmm. A world all about performance. So in a world all about performance, the last thing you want is for the show to come to an end. Mm -hmm. So we have actually developed appetites where we have not wanted our drama to stop. We've become addicted to drama. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. we're like, no, you know, look at Netflix. Netflix and Hulu and all of all these, we could binge. We binge off of what drama? We want the next to be continued. <laughs> Give me the next drama. Give me the next drama. And get pissed when they cancel our show. Yeah. Yeah. Next drama. You feel what I'm saying? So we've become addicted to drama. Drama is a part of our status quo. Mm -hmm. So now what has to happen was the universe comes in and has to take us to get, you know, a dry drunk. In other words, we, the, our, all our alcohol is being withdrawn slowly but surely. The only the alcohol we got now that we're still drinking is the drama on Netflix and television. We're getting high doses of that. But what the universe is trying to do is get us to come down from the high, from the addiction of drama, so that we can embrace a solution which takes us back into the status, the status flow. Natural, calm, without conflict, without worry, without all the things that make life hard to live. See, we are choosing to live in drama. And, and really, we really only have one choice. And, you know, I heard you said earlier, we got two choices. We really only have one choice. And we have the same choice all the time. And that is to choose a different angle. But when you're addicted, you keep choosing the same angle to see yourself and to see life over and over again. When they got unlimited angles, you could be choosing. It's like there are unlimited possibilities in life, unlimited possibilities in life. But you can't see the unlimited possibilities if you keep choosing the same angle. And you keep choosing an angle that brings you to the same place that you don't want to be, that you complain about every day. But you keep choosing the same angle where you see things in the same way, same perspective, same narrative that keeps bringing you back to the same place. So we're saying we're introducing a different angle to all of this. And our angle is from where we are standing and how we're looking at this, the only solution to it is human solidarity. Mm -hmm. Love it. Love it. You know, we're coming up on the end of our end of this episode. And so for the listeners, just so you know, we're going to be going on a deep dive into this conversation around human solidarity 
and of course the need for self-solidarity because we need strong individuals who are in a state of self-solidarity will create collectives that can bring forward uh, human solidarity. So we want you all to know, please, you, you can always go to our website, shoot us an email for feedback around the podcast, anything that you would like to see us address uh, to discuss in podcasts. And we appreciate you so much for listening. And we know this is a, a time of great transformation. We just want to send you all our love and, and well wishes. We're thinking about all of you, those of you who we know, those of you who we hope to meet very soon. Uh, do you want to say any last thing to the, to the people? I want to ditto all that and uh, keep moving to the real because there's nothing else. Beautiful, beautiful. Thank you all for listening. Stay tuned for the next episode. Peace. Peace.